Come on in to the White Wolf's Den. The name's White Wolf, and I know what you're thinking. What the hell kind of name is that? Am I another cliche talking head that will howl aimlessly into the mic? No, I will not. Unless it's like a super blood moon or something. White Wolf is my second middle name, and there is no H. Why? Because my dad was a crazy asshole. Here in the White Wolf's Den, we discuss entertainment, movies, music, and the occasional wild card. And who knows who will come by to guest host? Yard Dog, Gid the Kid, Scotty Mac. You can subscribe to the White Wolf's Den on iTunes Podcasts. And you can check us out on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, similarly at The White Wolf's Den. White Wolf, W-I-T-E-W-O-L-F, no H. Check out our website at whitewolfsden.com and sign up to our mailing list. There, you can also email me your questions. And if your question isn't dumb as hell, I'll answer it on the show. So, here he is. The scintillating, the fashionable. From the south to the other south, you know, Southern California. This is Wade and La Puh. Yeah, this is why they don't give me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did. This idiot. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to take like 30 seconds before he starts beatboxing. I was literally I just know. about to do that, and then you said that. See, I'm mm. going to restrain myself. Good. Uh, start the whole whole thing over no (laughs) and if you stutter and sound like a moron i'm not editing it and uh (laughs) (laughs) i will take your podcast yeah that's got to be nerve-wracking to be on like the voice and have the microphone i'm just like sitting here with the mic right now i'm like if i had a microphone i had to sing like on the spot Uh like i would feel like uh, like uh, like what i do Like what I do every time we play a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good weight impersonation you just did there. Yeah. No. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, we're on the White Wolf's Den. And uh, for those in the room who don't know why I'm White Wolf, I'm not like copying Wolfman Jack and like how many fucking voice jockeys are wolves and howl for no fucking reason. But uh, White Wolf's my middle name. Okay. There's no H in it. I don't know why. Wait, really cool. Shut the fuck up. Your middle name is. I've known you for over (laughs) ten years, and I never knew that. Even though this is an audio program, and nobody's really live right now, so you know we can do what we want. But and uh, and you can't see this, but the band can see this. All right. There's my second middle name. Oh wow! No, he's he's for real. It's uh, it it really is white. So LP, former former drummer of Yellow Card, can attest that. My yes. middle name yes. is White Wolf without Absolutely. the H, and who knows fucking why. I, I always start my introduction by saying it's my dad, probably, because he was fucking psychopathic. Um, but are anyways. You, are you just Italian? No, you know, I'm a... Uh, hey, I'm the interviewer here. What the fuck are you asking questions? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, <laughs> no, know, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, dude. Uh, no, I, I'm a... Uh, uh, my mother is Italian and German, and then but uh, her dad was uh, Italian and Russian, uh-huh. So it's like, but my, but the, her dad married a uh, German lady, and then on my dad's side, he's Dutch and Italian. Right. Yeah. So was it like Weitwolf? 
Veith Wolf? No, he's fucking. He was. I, I got <laughs> pictures. He was like, a heavy metaler. I'm shit. just gonna name my fucking kid White Wolf. <laughs> By the way, and like <laughs> I right. like it. I like it. It's been a good thing Fuck for me. Yeah, yeah. no, but Patrick. No, no, dude, you should own cool that. Way. I would own. I am. That. Dude, that, what that am I doing? Awesome. I, I know. I'm I doing it. Yeah, it's happening. Awesome. This is awesome. me, by the way. Yeah. On my shirt, doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> I made this at the mall. See that? Now that's cool. That that is cool. I would buy that shirt. I'm gonna sell. That's good. Hey, and that's a segue to our first commercial. So no, no. But I am gonna. I am gonna multi. I'm gonna produce this, mass produce this, and then it will be available for big people too. Because I'm a big guy, so I'll have some three X's in there. And I know uh, I will never wear that fucking shirt. You will never wear it. No, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you're a fucking liar. I know you will. Yeah, because you, you've seen you wear dumber shirts, like the fucking shirt you wore in, uh, at your apartment when uh, with Sam was over there that you got at Target that barely fit. Oh, that's a tough one. Which one was it? All my shirts barely fit. All right. Okay, so anyways, uh, I, who are these people that I'm talking to here? I even mentioned one of them. So this is, uh, t- today we're here at the Viper Room. It's March 29th. Mm-hmm. May, May, May? March. March. <laughs> what day is it? It's May, March 29th. Uh, there are a couple bands playing tonight. Uh, Bat Farm is opening the whole mm-hmm. night, followed by Secret Social Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, a- I don't know, is it Aegis? Is Ages? A- Ages. Yeah. yeah, it's spelled A-E-G-E-S. Mm-hmm. And then there is uh, Frankie Perez mm-hmm. uh, with FXP is the is actually the head the act with with starring mm-hmm. Frankie Perez awesome dude I, I I was doing research on him and I wasn't I'm gonna sound like a stupid asshole because I'm supposed to do the research and pretend like I didn't and just know everything but mm-hmm. he he was in Apocalyptic he's in Apocalyptica now as well I believe yes. he's the yes. singer for yeah. that but yes. and then Apocalyptica was that awesome uh, Finnish cello band that was covering Metallica back in the day and I remember finding them uh, in college yeah and, yes. I, and I had too. them in my fucking car yeah, <laughs> all the same. time it's definitely yeah. gonna be an exciting show tonight yeah. 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 So I'm here uh, with Secret Social Club. One of the reasons why is because uh, I know my I know my friend Wade. <laughs> I've known yeah. uh, Wade for uh, t- t- you said ten years. Over ten years. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking about last night. Yeah. yeah we uh, we met one night and uh, we th- we had just met and uh, we were hugging and there was a kiss involved. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you slept in my bed that night. Yeah. <laughs> no, I met Bobby on it was St. Patrick's Day. It was St. Patrick's Day, and it was like uh, 2006 or 2007. Yeah. So over ten years, yeah. You were wearing a ninja ninja turtle shirt. I was wearing a ninja turtle shirt. You had these long, luscious gold locks of hair. Which they've fallen out. All my gray hairs that I'm getting are just falling out, those bastards. Me too. I'm getting on my face now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's a nonstop plucking of hair. I mean (laughs) I don't pluck. They jump out. They're gone. (laughs) The hair is Mm -hmm. leaving the so now I gotta figure out some type of angle if I ever have to be on a stage again. Besides also losing hundreds of pounds, I have to lose (laughs) I have to figure out what to do with this. Because you know, kiss, I'm sure they wear wigs too i don't think i mean i'm not trying to get sued by by gene simmons i don't think that's all him when he's on stage you know yeah <laughs> i'm just you know, i'm taking a wild guess here it's, love, it's no I telling love, with yeah. those guys well, you know, they is, probably found a way to to create a uh, who knows yeah so i i'm gonna <laughs> have to probably wear a wig and and maybe do some type of makeup i'm not gonna get plastic surgery because that doesn't work i'm just gonna say this right now living here my whole life they look like shit. All these uh, fishes and these... I'll look like the catfish. That's the one I'm going to get. And they just fucking shove their face back. But anyways... Uh, it's, it's true. That I've digressed true. enough. Like, okay, I said Wade. So tell us about yourself, Wade. My name is Wade Fitzgerald, and I sing for Secret Social Club. All right. It, it, it gives a little history, too. Like, where what, what your music uh, past has been and... Oh, man. Uh, I was in a band called City by Storm for about 10 years. We were just a local Orange County punk rock band, but it was super fun. I love that band. I'm so proud of everything that it did. 
and uh yeah i don't know i just uh i've been playing music since before i met you and started off playing drums and guitar then bass then eventually i just got sick of carrying shit to gigs so i just started singing <laughs> and uh so. tell us about also like some of your musical influences that like led you to play uh the music you play oh god yeah i mean hands down i remember being in third grade my favorite bands were the aquabats and blink 182 and i remember uh all of a sudden enema of the state came out and i found out that travis barker from the aquabats was blink's drummer and it, from then on it was just like all about blink everything blink that's awesome yeah and then lp tell us about yourself my name is longinue warren parsons the third actually let me scratch that I'm, I'm okay gonna... I'll, re- I'll delete that yeah, okay no i won't <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, i'm lp3 longinue parsons the third um my bands were yellow card and adam lambert um, i've done a lot of touring i linked up with wade a, a while ago yeah um lp and i met uh, I was managing the studio in Santa Ana, and LP was in Yellow Card at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, he was playing this uh, place called the Observatory right oh, across yeah. right across the street from the studio I was at. And um, our my band's drummer at the time was uh, like taking lessons or something from LP, and so LP came to the studio and we went to the Yellow Card show, and then we came back after. It's probably one of the coolest nights ever but we had it was you you brought some guys from i believe no effects of mice and men of mice and men was there yeah steve was there yeah steve yeah fuck i forgot i've known steve for almost six years now too steve was there the same time i met lp our bass player um i met steve too and i completely forgot about that until now that's awesome and uh yeah we we you know i this has been like a a blessing as far as my ears are concerned um playing in secret social club has been just amazing just the music we've been dishing out together the way we come together and and write um it's it was just meant to be um you know in in the past a lot of times you know with my previous bands you know either the music was already done or with yellow card you know we would write together you know but it was never really you know like like a like right now i could say like you know we're all friends we're in a room we record we write you know it's it's all organic that's you know? great i was gonna ask how you how do you guys what's your uh method when you're writing like so i would like you know yeah you know it's it's cool it's it's the easiest this is the easiest band i've ever been a part of in my life i mean just the writing process which as you know is like 90% of it, you know, you have to write a good song and get everybody on board with it. And uh, I want to say right now that Matt Good, our, our producer, was, I mean, developed the sound. Basically, it came down to we were recording with these guys in England and we were doing this metal project called Some Devils. And Andy was a part of that. And we went out to England, came back. The songs were rad, but they were all heavy metal songs. And then, uh, and then we were getting ready to go back out to England and the guys that were recording us uh, basically told us right before we booked flights. Oh, by the way, if you want to come out here, we're going to charge you, uh, you know, more money than last time, and we just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So I remember um, when you were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my buddy Sam in plays bass for uh, Asking Alexandria. Yeah. Although you you had another motive to go out that way, anyways, because you're lady, right? Or am I wrong? To Ireland? Oh, I mean, yeah, she was our. <laughs> so you were going to years. England, but then you'd probably double back and get to see her later. No, actually, oh god, oh, 
Uh, I don't even know if I can talk about it. Well, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a funny story. So. Well, do whatever you want. And anyway, if, if it uh, sucks, I'll delete it. Let's put it this way. It was, it was, it was a very important day for Cat and me, uh, my wife, and we were. She, Cat was already living here, yeah. and when I went to England, it was actually our first uh, anniversary, and yeah. I left for England that same day. And uh-huh. I completely forgot about our anniversary. So, Cat was actually here in California while I was in the UK. No. So, big, big asshole move. Well, you know, in light of this new thing, then you should do something for her now, even to make up for that, if you haven't already. I don't know. I think I'm pretty kick ass. Okay, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get her, get her a flower or something. You yeah. know, you know, just for fun, just for no reason. You yeah. Know. All right. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. You know? Just for no reason. I might, I might even do that with my wife too. That's right. I'm gonna yeah. do it with my lady. You know, she's yeah. maybe, and maybe I'll actually go on the trip with her to San Diego this weekend because I was like, oh, I think I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll well, actually I, go. Cat just got back from Ireland and I picked her up from the airport and gave her flowers and I, oh. even, I even went inside the airport. Okay. Cool. Parked. Oh, wow. That, right. I paid for that's parking. Well, that's funny because Cat's oh, wow. here right now. No. <laughs> you fucker guys i gotta go <laughs> yeah so you brought up a uh, matt good so he's your he's your producer yeah so i met matt um through my buddy sam who plays bass in uh asking alexandria mm-hmm. and uh you know sam set us up with the guys in england who are really talented guys but it, we just couldn't afford to go back and then uh sam basically called matt who was doing asking alexandria's album at the time um and Matt was like, yeah. So Matt basically told me word for word before I even went in. And I met Matt years ago, too, which I just remember. But anyway, um, Matt told me, he's like, look, man, get some like hooks, some ideas. So the first thing I brought to Matt was actually the song Psycho hmm. that I was working on. It was just basically a boom, 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 boom. And that's all I had. And then we went out there. And I'm talking, we would write and record these songs front to back in the same day. So like this last EP we did. Andy, LP, and me actually went out there, and we wrote... I mean, we went in the studio, or sorry, rehearsal space, about a month beforehand, and tried to do the pre-production for all this stuff. Yeah. And we brought him to Matt, and Matt's like, basically, like, dude, this sucks. Like, there's no <laughs> fucking way I'm going to let you guys do this. That's nice. So, so Matt, I mean... <laughs> That's actually nice. Yeah, so, I mean, we... <laughs> Matt... But, I mean, all the songs that we had, we still used all of them. Matt just basically turned them inside out and created this secret social club sound. Who, and who was in this group at this time? Was it you and you? Us three, yeah. And you, yeah, okay, yeah, you. Yeah, and then yeah. you found the bass, the, uh, the bass player, Steven. Steve, Steve, yeah, Steve, who actually grew up so, with LP. So, Steve and I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida together, and... Uh, our bands had played together years and years and years and years ago before Yellow Card even did anything when we were still a local Jacksonville, Florida band and uh, playing places like the Lions Club and stuff like that. Steve had a band where they were, you know, doing their thing and we'd play together. And he and I became friends. And then um, when Yellow Card went on hiatus in 2007, uh, we did a three year hiatus, you know, time where. Uh, I linked up with Steve and I started playing for a band that he was uh, singing in called Bound, which was like a southern southern rock metal. That's what mm-hmm. I call it. Not quite metal, not quite rock, kind of in between. <clears throat> and uh, we, we, we played, we did a tour across the country to California. And then once we came to California, he ended up staying here. And then I went back to Florida for a period of time. And then, uh, and then once... Uh, Secret Social Club got moving. Uh, we needed a bass player, and I said, "You know what? Uh, 
I got a guy we can try. You know, let's let's try Steve out. I, he seems to be pretty, you know, gung ho and wanting to. He was following our music before we even brought anything up. He was totally into the whole thing because we released. We were called something else before we were fighting with Glass, and then we changed it to Secret Social Club, and he was really digging it. So when I brought him to the the the, the group, you know, he was he. We all fit perfect. It was like a the perfect piece of the puzzle. You know, he had. You know his playing, his singing, his look that we just loved, and it fit in with what we were doing. And he's it, just a really good yeah, dude. He's just yeah. a really good dude. We're all really good dudes, as far as like you know the 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 atmosphere of that's, the band. Like, and that's huge. Like you when know? we sit in a band room together, you know, it's we're not thinking of it as oh that we're at work. You know, it's yeah. like oh wow, we're having some fun. This is great. Well, yeah. Oh, by the way, it's work. <laughs> you know, the craziest thing is is like we were even talking about. It. I don't think any of us really realized realize this till after but when we played vegas our first show was january 25th steve's first rehearsal with us was like january 10th like we were only in the same room together all four of us maybe twice or three times before we played the brooklyn bowl and it was like insane i mean i was yeah. I, it was just i don't know there's something about this band i mean you play music you know how important relationships are well and yeah and you know even if you look at like the beatles uh the, the, you know they, everybody says oh you know there's a lot of friction going on but at the same token w one of the things that made the beatles work was they they showed up with their songs and they all played their songs and there was there was no real ifs and or buts it's like they he, and that's what made it cool yeah and they, that's what they were so dynamic you know you had uh uh, John Lennon was like the rocker, like the hard, he came at you, you know, with the mm -hmm. heavy, dirty blues. And then you had Paul McCartney had those fucking beautiful melodies and ballads and stuff. And they just did it. And one of the biggest problems I've had with bands, well, the number one, besides there's always a, some fucking dick face who makes it really hard. Uh, it's also just like, well, I don't want to play that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. It's like, well, why the fuck not? Yeah. It's like, well, just write everything you can. Write as many songs as you can. And what if it doesn't work for you? What if <laughs> yeah. you, you sell that shit to some other band too? Yeah. So it's just been well, really hard. I think that's the coolest part about what we're doing with Matt is nobody has enough time to get emotionally invested into anything that we do, and like, there's no point. So like, there's no when we get in there. You know, I remember when LP was doing drums, it was like, hey, try this. And it was never like, well, I don't want to do that. It was like, fuck, yeah, okay, cool, let's and try that. And that's what's yeah. up, dude. That's how yeah. it's good. Yeah. I think it's, and that's why, I, when I first saw you guys, that was, was that was your first show together. In California. No, uh, oh, Vegas, Vegas was. Vegas was first. Yeah. That was your first show in California. I was like, they seem like they seem like great guys together. I mean, they, I, as you can just kind of tell. We're like, just so tight, man. Yeah. I mean, just as far as like friends, it's just like these dudes, ever since I, we started this band, it's like, these are my best friends now. It's what like, a, I don't talk to anybody else is up for you yeah, yeah you can call yeah. well i try not to be a, a dick face because i would love riding coattails dude that's like one of my favorite things i'm trying to get i got a foot on like seven of them you know, you know actually it's, it's funny all the paul mccartney time i actually have a funny story about that oh uh, you I know love, the sunset marquee hotel i do so i used to live down the street from the sunset marquee hotel and i used to walk my little chihuahua up and down you know that's where i used to walk him sure and uh, one day I'm walking up the, the hill and I notice, you know, there are all these paparazzi, you know, and everything. And, you know, I, I'm not really a, like, I, I, I respect the Beatles, I, you know, and, and et cetera. I'm walking up the hill and, you know, I'm looking at all the paparazzi on my right side and I and then not paying attention really to what's happening down, you know, where, where my chihuahua is. No shit. So I'm walking up and looking at it and just, I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And, and you know, the car had just pulled up. It was a white Bentley. And uh, I looked down. It was John Fogarty. No, no, no. I, I looked I look down. <laughs> it's funny I John look down. Story. No, I looked down and uh, 
Falco, which was my dog, was peeing on the on the the Bentley. Oh my god! <laughs> and the door opens, and out comes Paul McCartney, and and uh, and a couple of others, and I was just like. I'm so sorry about this, sir. Um, and he was like, "No, it's okay. It's all right." You know? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> because it could have gone two ways. He yeah, yeah. It, it could have been a good thing, could, like that, a good thing or, or he could have just like had you banished yeah. from the planet. Because I think he oh, has yeah. that kind of power. Oh yeah, no, absolutely no. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir, sir, sir Paul. Sir, sir Paul. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Your dog pissed on his car. Yeah, yeah. And, and that and means you own it. Didn't even have to pay for it. That means you own it. Yeah, and you know what? And he was actually cool about it. He was actually really cool about it. He he went down and pet Falco and yeah. everything. What the fuck so. else is he going to do when there's a group of 100 people right <laughs> staring yeah. at him? Yeah. And it's like he's probably going to eat motherfucker. If he just like, he's like, you're lucky. I got, you know, in England, we shank people like that yeah. for yeah. things less than that. You know, my only Paul McCartney story, and I'm not a story topper, but I was at Saddle Ranch and I saw him across the street at some hotel. That's cool. it. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That's a really cool story. Not a story topper. That was a totally honest. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so any that that's pretty awesome. Any other uh, Paul McCartney stories? Oh no no that that was that was that was it All for right. me. I, I was I pretty much walked home and I was silent the whole way. I was like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> that's incredible, dude. <laughs> I, I would have sat there probably and reflected, maybe read like some like philosophical book to try to get back on track. Yeah. But. I have a similar story about Kevin Bacon, but it's not it, for real. Yeah, I called him you Footloose. P- yeah. I thought you were gonna say you peed on his fucking uh-huh. car. No, <laughs> oh, he, was, he was making out with his girlfriend or something outside the whiskey, and I was walking out. My band was playing the Roxy, and he's making out, and I was like, "What's up, Footloose?" He looked at me, and he goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's great. It's a cool, yeah. Hey, if Kevin Bacon, All if right. you ever want to call, it's WhiteWolfStan at gmail dot com, and you can reach Wade here, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would love to have you on the show. Um, so, anyways, back to Secret <laughs> Social Club. Uh, what would you say you guys' genre is? I don't know. I I keep calling it like arena alternative because i hate saying i hate saying rock because i think of like nickelback or but what's wrong with nickelback brah you know i don't know i, I honestly <laughs> i don't know yeah, i think yeah. they're uh no comment actually no, i don't, so, don't want to say i like nickelback no, but, you don't want to well you've uh, already done both you've said you, yeah. you like them but you don't but the, well, no, actually but, actually you know what uh they're heavy man they're heavy. Know, okay. when i, I, I toured <laughs> i toured with nickelback and they covered six pantera songs back to back and i was like Things every night i was like yeah. hell a lot of people yes. don't know about that let me put it this way my mom bought a nickelback album yeah. and i was shocked on how heavy it was yeah. i'll say that well so what if you were going to say like as a band your influences mm-hmm. let's say like what do you think uh what bands do you think uh you would compare to yourselves you know that what is the meld of the uh, band you know what i i don't know it's just you guys have your own thing yeah you know I'd, that's the, the coolest part about working with matt is we never put a label on it we no. i mean we were listening to like post malone and xxx tentacion when we were going to record and like that's what we use, and then yeah. all of a sudden, a fucking gravity came out. Uh, you know? Yeah, it's actually inter- that's an interesting question because I've actually had some people ask me that, and I've been kind of a question mark because if you listen to our songs uh, as a whole, you notice uh, lyrically and tone that the uh, the influences that come out of it like go range from everywhere from I'm not gonna say hip hop because not hip hop but uh, what am I trying to say like uh like like pop like the yeah like you the, know there, like, is, there is a hip hop element to it yeah, I mean, like, like, sure. yeah like, I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say yeah. like uh and then but it also there are parts that go down to like a Foo Fighters kind of feel you know as well 
so it's kind of all over the all over the place as far as like the you know you can't really put it in one uh, one section and say oh this is a straight rock band oh this is a yeah you how, know. how many songs do you have right now twenty five um, for, yeah. for real yeah twenty five no, 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 I, I, no. I believe you <laughs> yeah you shouldn't. Okay, no, 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 don't believe, don't believe a word I say. Either, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My Kevin Bacon story is fucking real shit. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, no, we got we recorded uh, four for uh, a life less heavy, the, our debut EP, and then we have some that we did actually a long time ago that we're gonna revisit. Um, we just got a lot of stuff going on on like the the business side that we're waiting to see okay. kind of how that goes. Well, wh- then, what's your set list like length right now? We got a killer 25 minute set and 20, we love okay. it. Yeah. And do you have a, a song that you would consider your single? That's like your, your gravity. Go- gravity's gravity is your song. Yeah. Is that song on YouTube? It's on everything. It's on everything. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I'm going to, yeah. I'll be cool. like, so let's play a clip, uh, gravity from secret social club. Uh, here we go. So, so can you tell us about like uh, about gravity and like what it's about if if you want to? I'd love to. Yeah, I'd, all these songs are. It's, it's crazy because all these songs have. They're probably lyrically the best lyrically written songs I've ever done, just because they mean so much to me. I mean, this this EP is um, song after song. It's just it kind of takes you down this little trip that I was going through mentally, where gravity was actually supposed to be this kind of like dark song. Um, um, you know, it was just supposed to be a darker song. It was supposed to be a lot heavier. And then all of a sudden we came in with Matt and it came out this kind of like bright, happy song. But it's actually like, if you listen to the lyrics, it's gnarly. I mean, it's, it's a dark song, but it just, it didn't come out that way. So I love that. That's why I love that song. I should say. Is that going to be the opening track of your album? Do you have an album? I assume you're working. I know it's just a different, it's a weird time in music, right? It is. Yeah. I'm totally happy with our ep i mean we we put it out and we play that and then the song psycho that we have and that's our 20 you know 25 minute set and um yeah I, i'm, I'm uh, when i first met you uh i i mean i you know, i'm a guitar player you know and when i first met wade uh i was playing with this friend of his we'll just call him travis and, and 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 i was talking to people because i saw that when the ipods came out and the iphones came out I'm a big fan of albums. When I was younger, I used to get like Megadeth and the, the first the first Megadeth. Oh, Counting Down <laughs> Extension was one of my favorite. The first one I got uh, was Rust in Peace, and that's oh, the first yeah. one I heard. But and, and you would put it and you'd put it on and you'd listen to the whole thing. 
and, and Napster came and iPods and we were kind of oversaturated with so much at once and also when people were able to just carry the things around they they made mixtapes and playlists that were like 80 different songs and and I saw things I said dude it's like a different world now it's not really about albums and that was like 10 years ago it's about songs it's about singles it's about mm-hmm. it's about also you don't even have to have singles that are the same genre. You could have a song that, even though if it's you guys, it's you guys with a country twist. It's you guys with a blues twist. It's yeah. You. So it's like, th- that's what was happening 10 years ago. It's still kind of going in a certain way. Do you guys, it's, you are very marketable. You're in the marketing and stuff like that. Do you, have you seen any trends now? And, and you too, you're in the mix of like music business. What Do you see any trends now? Um, you know, I could say for, for bands that, you know, kind of where we're at, uh, for sure, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, bands like Asking Alexandria is getting ready to go do their another full length album. You yeah, know? Um, but bands like us, I, I think you. I mean, just my own advice would be: you're crazy if you're going to spend all that money to go do an album when you can go get interest doing a single. That's all it takes sometimes, you know. So, it's almost better to put, you know, the money that you have for ten songs and put it into two or three of them yeah. and see how where that can get you. So, so something uh, I've been talking about with some friends of mine. I have a friend; his name's Troy Smith, and he works with Godsmack. Uh, he did. We did the last Godsmack music video, Bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I was that in was it, awesome. climbing a ladder with my fat ass <laughs> hanging out. Um, but he he was a music video director back in the. He Those still guys is are New England, right? Who? Oh uh, yeah, Godsmack? yeah. They yeah, are. Yeah. And yeah. and Troy, my buddy, he's a DP, director of photography. He also directed stuff and he started with uh, Pearl Jam he did their first three videos and that's how he blew up in the market and he did like 400 music videos as a director of photography and director on some and and we were talking about music videos and and like the, how they're not as rad anymore I'm a big fan of music videos it's like nostalgic for me because you don't really it's all YouTube now but are you guys uh, gonna have you guys talked about making any music videos yeah, you know, we're kind of we're in this really weird phase right now. With uh, we have we're lucky enough to have some uh, some label interest, and we're just on that kind of like uh, you know right on the fence of which way it's going to fall. So we're waiting to see kind of where it goes. Speaking of label interest, uh, do we have any information yet? Is there been anything? Um, I think we'll find out. For sure tomorrow. Okay, so so th- so as of right now, nothing that to talk about. Oh, no, yeah. and that's okay. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I don't definitely don't like a preemptive. Uh, that shit's bad luck. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it really much. It you know, really is. But all I can say is about this, this band and how it came together is everything that's happened. It was. It's just. It, it's. It just feels right. Like every step. Yeah. Like we're not trying. Like we weren't really seeking anything like that and all this stuff just keeps kind of falling on our our lap we keep getting all these cool opportunities so it's kind of like we're taking everything in stride which you know i've never been like that in the past with my bands yeah so we got uh sitting in the corner here even though he doesn't have a mic exactly we got andy over (coughs) here uh i just want to ask now since you've been been very good and quiet (laughs) but i I actually want to go through you two gentlemen i don't think he needs the the headphones but i'm going to talk to you as well can you talk about your uh gear that you play with yeah, definitely. My name's Andy Lutzka. I'm the guitar player in Secret Social Club. Uh, my gear setup is very uh, simple, actually. Uh, I use Reverend guitars. I mean, I used to play Les Pauls and you know Fenders, but uh, something about the uh, uh, Reverend just it feels nice. It's built really well. Um, they definitely, you know, they hand make them, so you got to pre-order it. So that way, you know, they test them. You know, it's it's not machine made, manufactured. They're, they're just pumping them out. But that's why I like to use Reverend gear. Um, 
And then also I have a pedal board, which consists of uh, MXR 10-band EQ, which I just kind of like to take out the mids a little bit, you know, give it a little chunkiness because I'm the only guitar player in the band. Sure. And then after that, I have a uh, tube screamer that of I course. go through. Of course. Gotta and that's it. just for some light dirt, you know. Yeah. And then I have a OCD um, full tone. Um, it's a distortion pedal. So that's more for like verses and kind of giving a heavy tone. And then the choruses, I'll actually have the uh, Tube Screamer and the OCD on. That'll give you your boost. That'll boost it all the way up. Cool. And then for solos, I have a um, MXR. Um, the micro amp? No, it's a the delay. Are, oh, delay. I, yeah, the delay. I forget what it's called. Oh, though. so you give it a little uh, that that big noise. Yeah, exactly. That, that. Yeah, kind yeah. of kind a little of arena like, feel. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. why I think we get that uh, alternative arena genre. You know, that's yeah. what we're kind of feeling on right now. Who kind of uh, and what kind of amp are you running that through? Uh, right now, I'm running it through a uh, Hot Rod Deluxe Fender. One, yeah, cool. So, but Jensen? obviously, for a Is, lot of these gigs, they already have their backline yeah, amps. So, yeah. Is it a Jensen speaker? Do you know what kind of speaker I'm it is? I'm not sure. I just picked up a, a couple of years ago a Fender Hot Rod with a Jensen, and it's got cool tweed thing going on. What's the thing with the uh, Jensen? Gen- no, just a, it's just one of the types of speakers that they come. Some of them come with like there's a special models that have like one called a Cannabis Rex. It's actually made from hemp. <laughs> the speaker oh, there's yeah. and it's a really cool it's a cool thing. Uh, there's a, a Celestians are another one. It's, yours might That's have Celestians. That's probably what I have. And yeah. Celestians are beautiful a speaker as well. Yeah, I've had uh, it for ten years and yeah. the things never let me down. No, so it's great. It's I don't a, want to jinx myself no it's a, no you know they're great amps uh, there's another thing i don't know if you've done this um that i was doing some research on when you're if you're playing with it at home and you go from like zero to like one it's already freaking loud oh. did you know what i'm saying it's yeah. very loud yeah even low right there's right. there's actually a mod that people do where in the preamp they put a smaller tube in it okay. and w- that way it actually gives you room to like you know raise your level up and you can still go all the way to 10 for right. when you're playing live i think my experience with my amp is i can get up to about two before it actually kicks in yeah and then around four i remember was when it's just like okay it's balls to the wall yeah now. <laughs> and after you go up past that it's not yeah. yeah it's not really doing anything for you so i'm gonna go to lp and i'm gonna talk to you about his gear what kind of drums do you like to play or are you, i assume you're sponsored <laughs> yeah, yeah um my i play pearl drums I'm endorsed by them. Uh, I also have Zildjian. I've got Zildjian. I've got Vader sticks and Remo drum heads. Awesome. I also have Simpad, Simbolt, Spinbolt. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, uh, and and then um, also, can you name some of your uh, big drum heroes? Like what? Did, I don't know if you remember. Like I remember, I was telling you guys about Megadeth, and like there were times. I remember as a kid, just you would get that new thing that that changed everything for you. Well, can you tell me well, some of your big for heroes? For me, um, I started playing drums when I was two years old, and uh, my father was on tour with Bubble and Brown Sugar. My father and my mother actually, and uh, my uncle Max, who you know is uh, Max Roach, uh, is my so idol. Cool. That was the one that taught me how to play drums uh, from the start. He taught you put me under his wing uh between he and von barlow both of them did did. he invent the hi-hat he did mr hi-hat that was his solo that famous solo um i I fucking didn't know any of that yeah and uh yeah and um so that would be the one but i've i've had quite a few because it's it's you know i grew up in the jazz world so for me it was like I, i grew up with a lot of like max roach you know art blakey uh 
Yeah. Uh, my father, you know, he's done stuff with Cab Calloway. Um, you know, I got to meet Ray Charles as a young, you know, uh, you know, as a young boy. Sure. And um, I would say between Max Roach and Von Barlow, those I would not be the drummer I am today if it weren't for them. Uh, yeah. Being who they were and me being so captivated by what they were doing. Um, later in life, uh, Vinny Paul from Pantera. Um, I, I'm a huge Pantera fan. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was the first rock show I've ever been to. Wow. Was uh, Pantera in Jacksonville, Florida mm-hmm. at the at UNF Arena. How old were you? Oh, I was young. Yeah. I couldn't even. Oh, I, oh, I was young. In yeah. fact, uh, I can talk about this now because I'm older. Yeah. Um, I smoked my first joint uh, <laughs> in the crowd. <clears throat> it, 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 it could not have been done any more perfect. I, you know, <laughs> coming from the jazz world, anyone that knows, you know, about jazz and how those shows are different from rock shows. You know, I went from playing or seeing shows that were like hundred people, you know, two hundred people, and it's like that's a great night. You know what right? I mean? And then here I am. You know, I was probably what. 13 14 yeah and i'm in i'm on the floor at unf arena like i i ended up with these floor tickets because my uh, godfather billy pope you know he was like here uh you know i have i have a you know two tickets to go see pantera do you want to go i was like okay do you remember uh in the paper years ago it was called columbia house yeah, yeah, yeah. I used, I used to have that. And it was like ten cents, yeah, and you got like ten. You yeah. Of, yeah. So, so I, 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 I did that, and I was, I went by the picture because I didn't know what anything was. I did so the I same up, thing. I ended up picking <laughs> up uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Me too. Uh, I got a core. Yeah, that was the yes, one I got. Yes. Yeah. From. Um, I got Green Days. Ba- Dookie. That's what I got. I swear to God, I got the um, same thing. I got, I got Iron Maiden. Okay. Uh, Number of the Beast. All right. I got because I yeah. saw the cover and I liked yeah. it. White Zombie, La Sexorista. Oh, White Zombie. And then Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, awesome. And uh, in fact, I liked Cowboys from Hell so much. I actually, you can't see it through the yeah, podcast, yeah. but I actually have Dimes tattoo on my oh, leg. That's so cool. So here's what happened. Um, I end up on the floor and I'm like looking. So imagine you—you know, you can see like I've never seen anything like this in my life. You know, this was this was new—a big arena, right? And uh, I look up and I see the drums and they're like huge. I'm like, yes, my whole life, everyone in the jazz world's been telling me to slim down. Right. No, I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, I want two bass drums. And then he heard a t- bolt Bazio. <laughs> and then, and then the first thing that happened, just out of nowhere, this joint comes around and I was like, oh wow, okay, well, I've never done. It. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> so I took it, I hit it twice, coughed my brains out. And then right when I was done, the lights turned out, and that was the greatest rock show I've ever seen mm, in my life. That's incredible. It changed. That's so no, cool. no, it literally changed my sure. life because that next day I contacted Ben Ben Harper, who is my best friend oh. out in uh, you know California now. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and I said, hey, let's let's start a band, you that's know. And cool. I and I used to buy weed from him. <laughs> so so you know, well, I mean, like you know, like after that, you know, sure, once sure, I sure. started smoking because he dealt weed, yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. never done it before. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into it. Let's do it in jam. This yeah. is cool, you know. And uh, that started from that. And uh, dime, I always felt like was. I know you said drummers, mm-hmm. you know. Well, whatever. I don't care. This but, is whatever but influenced as you. As crazy as this life. is gonna sound, I'm gonna actually say dime. Uh, yeah. Because before that, I was playing jazz. Sure. And I and the aggressiveness in my playing didn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. Until watching Dimebag play his guitar, because as a drummer, you know, yeah. I, I, um, what, what am I trying to say? I connect. Sure. 
a lot with the rhythm. Well, he was very. Guitar- they oh, were all he was amazing. It's yeah. a rhythmic band. It's yeah, all and, rhythm. and the energy and sure. everything was great. You Beautiful, know? So, dude. They were jumping all over. Oh the my place. goodness! It was. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. My, my friends are in a band uh, called. Oh God, this is gonna be bad because I just had a bl- my brain blanked. Um, they're in a, a Pantera tribute band that's actually gaining traction, and they played at Dime Bash, and they were like the op- one of the opening bands that started the whole thing. Rita herself was uh, asked uh, them to play. I just my first podcast was interviewing the drummer from that band. Uh, nice. Yeah, he's a, they're buddies of mine. Uh, Rita's awesome. I yeah. guess uh, awesome. one of the guys in Trend Kill Revolution. Before I fucking don't remember, that's, awesome. yeah, that's, that's their that's good. their band's name. Remember that? Let's check them out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they're dude, they're they're awesome. And the singer Luis Delgado is this. He has fucking uh, gargled fucking rusty nails. The fucking he he can kill it all night and scream. On a side on a side note, uh, just to respond to some of the stuff in his story, um, my first concert was Guns N' Roses, four years old, at what it was Irvine Meadows. It was a family friend bought me, my mom, my dad, the, like those tickets. My birthday's July 4th, and it was July 5th, I think. It was like the day after or something. And they took us there, because my dad used to blast that shit in the car. And I loved it. And I loved Axl Rose and stuff. That was like my first concert, and we were in the grass. I'm so jealous and you I, got to see I, Guns N' Roses, dude. In 1987. The one time I, I got the opportunity to go see him, <laughs> yeah. Axl didn't show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were, we were, I saw them also recently at the Staples Center when I came back from some trip. That's another story. But I was like dancing with my mom at like four years old on the grass, and I remember slash vividly putting the guitar over his head and playing behind his back and it fucking blew me away uh my dad was a rocker and i'm super happy that he got to get me into that oh on another side note connection to pantera (laughs) so my first pantera album was vulgar display of power it was a choice between that and cowboys from hell and i didn't hear any of them i went just from the like the picture of the album and my buddy told me that because i was into glam metal at the time he said i think cowboys from hell be easy transition for you to and i was like no you know what i want to see what they're now kind of and i got vulgar display and it took a minute like but the thing that got me off of that besides the solos every solo was so perfect but oh yeah but vinnie paul's drums were arguably like they changed also my imagination when it came to drumming he his tone and everything he does it's a masterpiece can can you guys all right all right right now on, on that note yeah can you can you tell me a record where the first three songs in a row like you just you have to play them solidly straight through beginning to end you're saying the first three songs because mouth for war (laughs) a new level and walk like those three i mean i mean that was like mouth for war when i first (laughs) heard that so when i did and when i got uh, on uh, on uh well there was uh i'm sorry far beyond driven did i say far beyond driven or or vulgar okay so i mean never mind i'm sorry far beyond driven was the first one then it was vulgar then it was cowboys from hell far beyond driven but so to me it had that first song uh uh, strength beyond strength, uh, oh, yeah. which was is punk, very punk, and, and, and with the with the thrash and, and metal, uh, and those punk drums are fucking intense, dude. Shredding, and, and, yeah. And then the uh, and then the oh yeah, and then becoming becoming is uh, that's one of my favorite double bass uh, riffs right there. That that little fucking rhythm is, it, with the feet, incredible. But yeah, so that but that, that's when I got into Pantera. Was it was a strength. Uh, uh, they were not vulgar. Uh, Far beyond driven, then vulgar, and then cowboys, and then I got and then I got into the other stuff, which is also incredible. And my buddies, Autumn Black, were on tour with. 
what's the that other band that Dime was in? The one wait, a uh, Damage Plan. Damage Plan. Yeah, they yeah. were on tour with them. They they had gotten off the tour and that awful moment. Yeah. But they terrible. but they were on tour with them and they said that they drank so much Crown Royal. <laughs> it was just they had to have cases of of Crown Royal. So the night. The, the show I'm telling you about the, mm-hmm. the first time I saw him I actually that was the night I got held gunpoint mm-hmm. in Jacksonville at the landing and they took all my memorabilia from that <sighs> night so I had like stuff from Dime Sign like guitar pick like oh, everything a, a Polaroid from Dime and I hanging out backstage and on my way home uh, I was being nice and this guy asked me for money and I was like you know what sure you know and then he pulled out a gun and took everything mm-hmm. I had no and good I, was, I ended up walking home that night no, actually I'm sorry so, man no good deed goes yeah. unpunished it's really yeah. hard and it's, you know I lived in the south so. uh, for about three years and I, what, what year was that Oh, I was. I had to be fourteen. What? What? what do you remember what year that was? I mean, I don't know if you want to say your age. I know that how musicians. You're twenty six, right? You're talking. You're <laughs> Eternally. talking. You're talking like mid, mid, upper mid nineties. Yeah. I just remember when I was in the South and and Katrina happened, mm-hmm. and it displaced a lot of people, and there was a lot of mega crime that was like happening even more so than probably at that point. Or whatever. I guess maybe. The, I mean, either way, that, that's that's really tough, man. Especially that's like irreplaceable. It's yeah, irreplaceable. No, no, stuff. it really is. But you know what, though, I, I still have all the memories. So yeah. that was cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So they're, they're that's awesome that your first show was Pantera. I didn't see. I saw them in around two thousand. I think it was Ozfest. It blew me. Now away. that was my first rock show. My first show show okay. was Miles Davis. <laughs> so I got to see him when I was five years old, and I saw him again when I was ten. Did he really say that to Barbara Bush? You know what I'm talking about. Which he said to Barbara Bush said, "Why are you at the White House?" And he goes. Well, I changed the course of music like seven times. All you did to get here was fuck the president. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you were in that world. If you, uh, I read oh that. By the God. way, you know it, that's it, awesome. It's the internet. The internet. I saw that, so you it just could be fake. Me something that is awesome. I don't know if the, the internet said that. It could be fake, you know. But I, I believe it because I, I want it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he's in. Dude, he taught me so much. Just on, it's like. I, everybody loves shredding at a certain point in their life if you can get that good. But then, you, like Miles teaches you, it's like, hey, baby, you, you gotta wait. <laughs> you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta breathe. You know, it's not what you play; it's what you don't play. I love Miles Davis, man. Yeah, I got into the jazz. Uh, Miles Davis is how I uh, move back to the United States. Honestly, um, I lived in Guadeloupe in the French West Indies, and I saw him in Guadeloupe uh, for the first time, and it changed my life. It, watching his show, the way it was, the music, how they came together, what he was doing, the the, the theater, and I literally, I one of the musicians had their daughter. I did, we were we were both young. I mean, I had to be like what six, seven years old at the time. Oh. And I said, you know, I asked a bunch of questions. I was like, this is awesome, you know, like I, I wanted. I was born in Paris. Wow, so it's one I, of the most amazing cities learned, in the world. I learned English, <laughs> you know, predominantly after age ten and up, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I said, look, I want to move to the States. I want to do music. Because in Guadalupe, you would get music, but producing music was not very easy, you know, because mm-hmm. you're on an island. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that's that's how that took me to the United States right there. Incredible. That's awesome, man. You Dude, you're so lucky to have been surrounded by that. Because to me, 
I, I, have a, I have a lot of friends at USC. My friend, I want to name drop. He's not famous. I mean, well, he's famous to me. Oh, my God. I need to delete that. <laughs> no, my, friend, my friend Tim Cobes, uh, he, he's, uh, he works at USC uh, in the jazz department in performance and production. And he teaches, like, how to, you know, to, to record your own stuff and, and then uh, how to write stuff. And uh, he's in that world. And um, he kind of got me into jazz. And... Uh, Fuck! I almost forgot where I was going because I almost I'm insulting him. <laughs> but um, oh, Je- he I learned through him uh, from seeing him gig and who he played with, and he got me gigs. Uh, music is brings everybody together, and if you if you have it in you, and and you start playing, and you and you see how people react, and and you don't have to speak the same language. You could show up in another country, and you could even be in the mountains with like some fucking camel dudes, and they could have a little drum, and you have a little like a, a bazooki, or if you could have a little guitar, and you could talk to anybody in this world. And that's one of the things like one of the reasons I love music so much, and why. Oh, I believe music yeah. can heal. Yeah, music can heal anything. I, I believe it. it. If you're feeling bad, it it brings you up. If you know anything, it brings people together. I agree. Yeah, brings people together, different languages, anything. So and, and now Wade, to you. Uh, uh, you said uh, Blink One Eighty Two was like one of your favorite yeah. bands coming up. So there's something special with you guys. Uh, you have a manager that's uh, kind of in- interesting, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's funny because when what really got me into playing music was this DVD that Blink-182 put out back in like the late 90s called The Aretha Chronicles. And it was like right when they got <laughs> Travis Barker as a drummer. And it's this documentary about Blink yeah. and it showed them playing at like Soma and all these like big venues. And it made me just go like, man, I really want to do that with my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to fall asleep to that DVD every night. And every night I would see the name Rick DeVoe, Rick DeVoe, Rick DeVoe. And he did that that uh, documentary it was all him that did it yeah and uh so when we got rick devoe as our manager it was kind of like a fuck yeah that's like, incredible so rad. and he's just such a cool dude man he's just the the nicest dude because i've seen I, I remember when i first met you and he was telling me about like blink and then it's like he's been hustling wade has been hustling non-stop in his life like since i met him and then seeing him now connecting with all these people that he idolized like <laughs> yeah. That is like that makes me super happy because it, it certainly gives me hope. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard of the secret? Have you ever heard of the secret? Yeah, yeah. my my godmother gave me that video. You know, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say just because he's uh, Wade's currently discussing this, and he and I were we talked about something not too long ago where we were all at the same spot and didn't know each other. Remember, we were just talking about that. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, we we have all at one point we were all in the same spot. All of us mm-hmm. and did not know each other yeah. at all. Like crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I what, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was playing the Roxy and you were at the Rainbow Room and you saw Ron Jeremy get into his That's car. It. That's it. And you heard That's some it. idiot yell, uh, I loved you on Surreal Life. And that was that idiot was me from the Roxy backstage yelling at Ron Jeremy as he's getting in his car with his super hot girlfriend at the time. And he looks up to me and he goes, Thanks, man. Like, fuck you. Here I am with this porn star. LP sitting in the Rainbow Room. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, but. Yeah, but I, I do believe in laws of attraction. You know, if you want it, if you if you think it, if you you know you pray for it hard enough, eventually it becomes your life. I have a feeling, though. On top of it, uh, I remember watching The Secret a long time ago. I don't remember ex- everything exactly in it, but I do. I'm, when they talk about life and like things happening, 
Uh, I do believe, though, there are pockets. And it's mm. like, because, dude, you could be doing everything right, and you could be working really hard, and it's weird how sometimes nothing is wrong, and everything is right. And then the next moment, everything shits on you, and mm. you get all these fucked up phone calls. So it's I, I, at the same token, whenever you're doing your thing... You have to strike at the right moment when shit's hot, when the shit's working. Yeah, because there's a times for some reason, and I don't that's know. That's true. Yeah, it's that's what that's all I'm saying is is there's times when there's nothing but negative shit, and it's like and the, and the, those times I think you got to go in your room and just close the door and just fucking hide. <laughs> you you know? know what? I don't know. Like, see, I'm one of those guys where I. A lot of people that I talk to about The Secret, I think they're all delusional. They think if they put a picture of a million dollars on their wall every night before they go to bed, they're going to wake up with a million dollars. The law of attraction is one thing, but that's just finding a group of like-minded people that want to do what you do. Just because you have a bad day doesn't mean that bad shit's going to come from it. No, no, no. This this whole band came together from bad shit after bad shit. And don't get me wrong, we got... You know, if you look at our band from the outside in, I, I mean, I, I know there's other bands and friends that I have that are going like, well, fuck them, they didn't even try that hard. It, it's just, uh, you know, we we worked our asses off to get where we are right now, and it's because us all individually. I don't. It's not because I went to bed thinking, you know what? I'm well, maybe fuck. I was falling asleep to Rick DeVos name every night, but you see, I mean, you know, it's but, something. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I mean, I mean, just on what he just said. I mean, I was living in Florida. You know, he's in, Cal- you know, these guys are in California and we're recording in Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like we're, we're sending music back and forth. But the dream was there. The dream was you know, alive. We yeah. all wanted it. And everybody thinks that like the secret, it's all like, oh, everything has to go right. No, fuck that. Like everything that led to this beautiful EP that we put out, like that's why this thing means so much to me is because every one of us in that, at that point, we're at like the lowest points personally in our lives yeah. and all of a sudden this huge great things came from it yeah. you know and it's just we worked hard and we embraced bad shit well, one thing that i would say to anybody listening who's a musician or artist or anything though is that so when those t- when you guys got together uh, y'all had been y- y'all it's like I mean, i'm from here why do i say y'all i guess i lived in the south <laughs> but you guys already kind of had a, a somewhat of an idea of a, a direction and that you guys kind of wanted to go even if you were kind of in a different way but you all were similar with like your what like your force behind it uh, and and also like when some people uh get a chance to like say you met each other and you you do well on your own but when you had to pitch it you sucked or you mm-hmm. know some people whenever you have a chance whenever you t- uh, say you're listening to stuff and you talk a lot of shit too then you get your chance you better be ready that's enough that's what i'm saying is like you better be ready to to be on on point when you're with really talented people like when you come I, together i think when you know you know it's kind of like when you meet you know when you meet your future wife you know it's you don't have to do as much work with it it's you know you know it's like team. when 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 wade and i connected like you know years ago sure. like it wasn't like a oh let me let me do some research no it was like okay all right yeah i'm down well, you all had no, chemistry was, yeah chemistry was there but, so, but then also <laughs> right. when he showed up he showed you that he were he was working he had right. material right he, he, and then he d- he delivered it's Correct. like you just got to make sure that when you get your chance to to, to, to show yourself that you don't choke especially yeah. too because you know that's what I'm saying too yeah. Just, you know and that's the that's the craziest thing is like 
I guess people don't realize like it, being in a band, you just you just don't go do a record and then start playing shows and get signed. Like mm-hmm. these dudes come to my apartment in Anaheim every fucking week, three times a week, and they all drive from North Hollywood, Mission Viejo, Fallbrook. Like we do what needs to get done every week. But they and also and you also probably don't show up empty-handed. They probably been doing a little stuff here and there, right? And then bring it to every or? every time <laughs> we get in the same room, it's something or cool it just comes happened. From it. Oh, you it, yeah, yeah. It's like hey, let's we. It's basically hey, let's get together on wednesday like we get together three three times a week i'm not even kidding and uh it's basically just every time we get together something cool happens from it yeah so anyways like you said earlier tell everybody the name of your band the name of do you and do you have the album you have an ep is there a name for the ep like yeah and then tell them where they can find it yeah yeah we uh a life less heavy is the name of the ep and we uh, dropped it in january and you can find it on itunes spotify pretty much anywhere that slings music i think and then also talk about uh future any any tour talk mm-hmm. uh, what's going on at least yeah we got a cool uh we got a cool uh group of shows lined up for florida next month actually we're playing jacksonville um we're going out for the uh, welcome to rockville festival but we're doing uh the official pre-party for the festival which will be fun with yeah. one of the people playing the festival so um, we're playing uh, Hotel Palms, an acoustic set on April 28th, I believe. Then Surfer Bar in Jacksonville Beach uh, on the 30th, mm-hmm. and then 1904 on the 2nd. 2nd, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So That's those are all correct. Jacksonville. And then we, the day we get back... Um, I don't know when you're putting this out, but... I'm uh, going to try to put it out in a minute. Cool. I, what <laughs> I'm going to do is, uh, really quickly, I'm going to insert that song... Uh, I, I can even say this. I don't care if they hear it. You know who the fuck are they? <laughs> they were listening. You know, yeah. I'm but actually I'm gonna, excited for the show that you're yeah. about to announce. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, when we get the day we get back from Florida, literally the next day, we're playing back here at the Viper Room with uh, Power Man Five Thousand, which will be a cool show. Fucking awesome! Yeah. And I, I do. I love John Five, man. I mean, yeah, he's a guitar yeah, yeah. hero. He's one of those. He's a guitar hero. Yeah. You awesome, know what I'm saying? Awesome. So yeah. Um, and every time their song would play in, you know, Gran Turismo, I would win. <laughs> <laughs> give you that extra boost. <laughs> That extra boost inside to yeah. to really let loose. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So the, anybody that you should go check out Secret Social Club with Power Man Five Thousand. And and what's the date again in Florida? Uh, in so the Power Man Five Thousand show is actually here. It's here. At oh, Viper at the Viper Room. room. At the Viper Room. Oh, on there we go. May eighth. May eighth. The Power yeah. Man Five Thousand. If, if I mean, come to see Secret Social Club. And then see, <laughs> yeah, Man. you know it's it's only us. And it's it's a three band bill, so it'll be a fun yeah. night. I'm sure it'll be. But yeah, Sold so and, and again, I'm going to release this pretty much now, uh, so that it, it, if anybody listens uh, as I throw it out there, then maybe some folks will come and fuck it. Yeah. So um, yeah, so this was uh, the White Wolf Stand with Secret Social Club. Uh, they're awesome guys. They make awesome music, and they are working hard. So uh, check them out on all social media platforms and all music platforms. Thank you. You have anything else to say? No man, thanks for having us. This oh, is awesome. dude, Such this a is pleasure. this is my pleasure, man. Uh, uh, you know, it's a uh, good interviews, man. Uh, it, it will make a good uh, show that I think uh, it'll help me out, and uh, if if I can help you out, I'll do whatever I can because you guys. Uh, I just remember when I saw your first show here, mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap, these guys are legit. They got the photographer too, and then uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you guys were tight. You guys are very tight. That's a good thing. It's. Uh, I was like, wow, there's, there's some production going on over here. So yeah, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's cool. Been a lot of fun. Thank so you. So check them out. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the White Wolf's Den. You can find me again on iTunes Podcasts, SoundCloud, Instagram, 
Twitter, Facebook, all under the White Wolf's Den. Without the H, W-I-T-E-W-O-L-F. 